Amen. Um, this morning, we're going to continue our series on blessing. Uh, I mean, last week, Pastor Ruben preaching about challenging your blessing. I know so many of us were blessed by that message. I know that I, know that I was blessed by it. And if you didn't watch it, you can go to our YouTube channel, New Harvest Norwalk, and watch it and get encouraged and blessed by it. But this morning, I don't want to talk about challenging your blessings. I want to talk about counting your blessings. So if you have your Bibles, book of Philippians, chapter 4. And a little side note, I almost said Ephesians because this Wednesday, Pastor Ruben is going to be closing out the book of Ephesians, chapter 6. Now, invite somebody out because I'm really looking forward to all that God's going to do. But if you notice anything about our Wednesday nights, our Wednesday nights have been filled up. But how many know we could fill it up even more? We could fill it up even more. It's going to be exciting. This Wednesday, how many of us know we, could, we should fill up all the railroad parking with the guests? Or why don't we get the guests in our parking lot and why don't we park in the railroad parking? Book of Philippians chapter 4. How many love the Lord? God is good. Chapter 4, we're going to look at verse 4. The Bible says this, it says, rejoice in the Lord always, I will say it again, rejoice. And this morning, I want you to see the emphasis, we see the exclamation point on Paul, he said, rejoice in the Lord always, but again, I say, and then he goes, rejoice, we see that. And this morning, how many came into this place rejoicing? How many came into this place, you're like, you know what, I'm rejoicing because God has been good to me. God has had favor inside of my life. God has blessed me inside of my life. And regardless of maybe the storms we're facing, we're still rejoicing because God has been so good to us. Now, that's the same thing with Paul. Paul, when he wrote this letter uh, to the church in Philippi, he was in prison. And he was in prison at this time. He wrote the letters to the Colossians and the book of Philemon while he was in prison. So Paul, in this place, he was still rejoicing. He was still rejoicing in that place. In that place where he may have got bad news after bad news. And regardless of what we're facing today, how many of us know that you and I can be rejoicing in what God's doing inside of our life? Rejoicing. Bad news after bad news. How many of us know we don't like bad news? Bad news comes inside of our life. Maybe it comes through a doctor's report. Maybe bad news comes through uh, our job, moving to a different place. Maybe bad news comes in loss. And losing something, losing someone that we do love, that we do cherish. And, and there's bad news that comes inside of our life. And how we handle that bad news is a choice that you and I, we must make. Some people, when they get bad news, all of a sudden they begin to look at life as really bleak and say, you know what, uh, I'm just going to be a hopeless person because things didn't turn out my way. Or then others of us, we have to fight to say, God, you know what, this bad news came my way, Lord. But I'm going to continue to keep the faith that you're faithful and that you're good and that you're going to see me through this season inside of my life and that I am blessed and highly favored. You and I as people of God, no matter what we're going through in our life, we have to have that, that truth, that reality working inside of our heart that you and I are blessed. And a lot of times people, they equate blessing with, with this thing or with that thing or with or my family. And we know we're blessed because we have our families and we're blessed because we have our kids. 
and we're blessed because we're serving the Lord. We know we're blessed, but there's times where you and I miss out on the blessings that God has for our life. We could, we could miss out that, you know what, today we are a blessed people. That God's doing something supernatural inside of our life. That God's working on our behalf even right now. Don't miss out on your blessings. Look at your neighbor and say, don't miss out on your blessings. Don't miss out on your blessings. God has blessed us abundantly. And there's times in our life where you and I will come to that place where we stop counting our blessings. Stop looking at the blessings that God has placed over our life. Now rejoice, the, the Greek word for rejoice that Paul's talking about, he's talking about to literally experience God's grace, our favor working inside of our life. God's grace and favor is working inside of us that we're rejoicing. Why? Because God has begun a good work inside of us. God has done something amazing inside of our life. And this morning I want to talk about five blessings that many times we overlook because we equate blessings with the material things. We equate blessings with our jobs, which are, they are a blessing to us, but they're not the only blessing. We equate blessings to this thing and that thing, but God wants us to look at these blessings that will change our lives. The first one is the blessing of him being near. The Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter four, verse five, it says, let your gentleness be evident to all, the Lord is near. Now that's exciting news because no matter how bad the circumstances look, and if you go, you know what, man, God is really far away, or you feel like your problems and your troubles, and you feel like, man, there, there, there's no reason for me to rejoice or to be happy. The good news today, if we're serving the Lord and we're going forward for God, is that no matter our circumstances, we know that God is near us. That God is near, God is with us in our storm. God is with us in that situation. God is with us in that time of loss or that time of hurt. I mean, that's a blessing in itself that we know that the Lord will never leave us. He'll never forsake us. The Lord is near us in that season. And you might say, Pastor Danny, I am so brokenhearted. I am so hurt. I'm going through a lot of trials in my life. And don't, you don't have to raise your hand if you're going through that season of brokenheartedness, of depression, of, of facing things in your life where you go, what, God, what are you doing? Look what the Bible says in the book of Psalms chapter 34 and verse 18. The Bible says these words, and I'm talking about nearness, proximity. Amen. The Bible says this. It says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Maybe you're here today and you're crushed in your spirit, you're discouraged, you, you go, you know what, this, this was probably gonna be the last time I came to church. Maybe you look at your life and you go, man, I don't really feel like I have a future. I'm here to declare to you that there's a future and a hope that God has for your life. You have a destiny. You have a destiny. You have a divine calling. There is a, a charge over your life that only God can fulfill, and he's called you to walk inside of that blessing, inside of that calling. But you're crushed in your spirit. Maybe you're going through a lot of things. Maybe you're brokenhearted. I like the, what the Bible says. The Bible says that God is close to the brokenhearted. How many of us know that you remember when you were a kid, and you remember the cool kid crowd? Maybe you're a part of it. I wasn't a part of that crowd. Maybe you're part of the cool kid crowd, but some of us know that we weren't part of that crowd. 
we could be honest. We were part of that cool club, and we were kind of off in the distance. We were kind of by ourselves. We kind of faced things in our life where we were like, man, I'm kind of alone right now. I feel like I'm all alone. But no matter what's going on in your life, how many of us know that Christ doesn't hang out with the cool club? He goes to the brokenhearted. He goes to those who are by themselves. He, the Bible says he's came to what? He's came to set the captives free. He's came to what? He's came to bring deliverance and strength inside of our life. He's not there with the cool club. He's there with that person who's down and brokenhearted and going through a, a rough time inside of their lives. He's there with the brokenhearted, with those who are crushed in spirit. That's the God that you and I serve. Oh, man, we serve a good God. I mean, we serve a good God. The Bible says the righteous person may have many troubles. And somebody's saying, amen, I have many troubles. But the Bible gets even better. It says, but the Lord delivers them from them all. That's the God that we serve, that no matter what trouble we're facing inside of your life, brother, sister, young man, mister, no matter what you're facing, that God is going to deliver you out of all your troubles. You might say, man, Pastor Dan, nothing bad ever happened inside of your life. You don't know my story, just like I don't know your story. But there's one thing I know about my story, that God is faithful and that God is good and that God will see you through. Oh, my gosh, God is so good. You know, a lot of times we don't even know what's going on in the person we're sitting next to. But God is faithful. He's close to the brokenhearted. He's not there with those who have everything going good. He's there with those who are hurting, those who need help, those who need a savior, those who need deliverance, those who need a transformation inside of their life, those who need peace inside of their life. That's the God that you and I serve. He's close to those who are brokenhearted and even gets better. The Bible says he's close to the lonely. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, chapter 68, verse 5, he is a father to the fatherless, a defender of widows. God in his holy dwelling, and I love this, he sets the lonely in families. He leads out the prisoners with singing. Oh, man, there's a song in our heart now. Why? Because of what Christ has done inside of us. And maybe you're here today and you lost that song. Today, God wants to restore that song in you. Maybe you lost that song in your heart that you once had as a young disciple, but maybe the trials of life, maybe mistakes have stole that song out of your life. I'm here to declare to you today that God wants to restore that song in your heart. He wants to restore that song. He wants you to sing that song. He wants you to sing that song out loud. Why? Because there's deliverance in that song. When you give God glory, when you give him honor, the Bible says he's close to the lonely. Maybe you're here today and you're lonely. You feel alone. You feel, man, there's so many people around, but I still feel lonely. The Bible says that God places the lonely in families. Today we're part of the body of Christ. Every tribe, nation, and kindred is here in this place. But in heaven, praise God, you and I are going to be up there with everyone singing and praising God. There's going to be every single nationality worshiping and praising the Lord. Why? Because God sets the lonely in families. Second blessing I want to look at is the blessing of his peace. Let's say that as a church, the blessing of his peace. I only have this side say it. I want you to say the blessing of his peace. That was pretty good. I only have this side say it. I want to find out if they have peace over here, the blessing of his peace. They have a lot of peace over here too. 
Praise God, we're walking in the peace and the fullness of God. That's what we want. Amen. It's beyond this world, right? It's not, it's not a peace that this world gives, but it's a supernatural peace, which Paul talks about in the book of Philippians again. Chapter 4, he says this. He says, do not be anxious about anything. Verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving in your heart, present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Why? Because he gives us his peace. Jesus gives us his peace. When what? When you and I surrender to God, we get into that place. We get into that safe, that place, that refuge of his peace that God wants to give each and every one of us here today. Maybe you're here today and let's imagine this place as being the peace of God, the refuge of God. But maybe you're way over here and you're in worry you're in anxiety, you're in fear, you're, you're falling away from the things of God. I want to say God wants to get your heart, put you back where he wants you. In Christ, in Christ, you have peace. Does that mean you don't have trouble? No, it doesn't. The Bible says that even as we serve God, we'll have trouble. Book of John, chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus says, I've told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world you have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. That is awesome right there. That's exciting news that no matter what trouble we're facing, Jesus just breaks it down. In this world, you're going to have trouble. In this world, you're going to face setbacks. In this world, you're going to face things. He goes, but in me, you'll have peace and you'll overcome the world. Why? Because I overcame the world. Book of John chapter 14 verse 27, Jesus again, he says, peace I leave you, my peace I give you, I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. That's the God that we serve. That's the God that we serve. What are you worried about today? What are you worried about? Maybe you're worried about next week. Maybe you're worried about Monday morning. Like, oh man, I gotta go back to work. But as you serve God, you're taking steps of faith. So I want you to see, as you serve God, you're walking faithfully to God, you're worshiping God, and you're saying, you know what, God, I'm taking one step at a time, one day at a time. And you're going forward. But as you and I are, are, are in that place, and maybe you're getting hit and bombarding, you're fearful, and you don't, you don't want to go forward, the troubles of life are just, you know, just discouraging, all of a sudden you begin to walk backwards. I don't know about you, but how many know God does not want us to walk backwards? Even if we're staying still, at least we're looking forward. But you and I, by faith, you and I take it one day at a time. We're not worried about two weeks from now. We're not worried about two years from now. You and I are worried about today. Isn't that what Jesus said? Jesus, didn't Jesus say each day has enough things to worry about, just worry about today? He goes, you know what, you can't add, it won't make you taller if you worry. He said that. He said it won't add, you know, any hairs to your head. Worrying won't. He says, but each day, to what? Not to worry. So begin, you begin to walk by faith day by day. And as you and I begin to walk by faith day by day, we begin to walk into our destiny. And the only way we can get into our destiny is by you and I living in the peace of God. That's the only way. In every situation, Christ wants to give us his peace. I like what... Thomas Watson said, and this is not Pastor Tom from Manchester, this is another Thomas. He said these words, he says, if God be our God, he will give us peace in trouble. When there is a storm without, 
he will make peace within. The world can create trouble in peace, but God can create peace in trouble. That's the God that we serve. You and I, maybe you're today, you're here in a storm, and you're saying, God, calm the storm, God, calm the storm, Lord, calm this storm. And we're praying, God, calm the storm. But you know what? You and I, sometimes God doesn't calm the storm, but he calms the sailor. He calms our heart. He gives that strength and that grace to know that, you know what, we're going to make it through. And that's the God that we serve, that his grace is sufficient for whatever we're going through. That you and I know that he's going to see us through, that you and I are going to make it to the finish line. Why? Because that's the God that you and I serve. He is faithful, church. The next thing I want to talk about, so important, I love this blessing that God gives us, the blessing of his strength. Oh, man, how many... Love when God gives you that burst of strength. Right when you feel like you can't go any, any longer, God gives you that burst of his strength inside of your life. Philippians chapter 4 verse 11, he says, Not that I speak it with regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Verse 12, he says, I know how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere in all things. I have learned both to be full and to hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Paul, he knew the gift of contentment, the secret of contentment. How many want to know that secret of contentment? Some of you are searching for contentment in this thing and that thing. And there's so many books out there, the secret to this and the secret to that. The secret to being a millionaire. With $50, starting off with $50. The secret to, you see it all over the web. The secret to losing a lot of weight. What do we see that, you know, right now the big thing is the keto thing. And then there's those who are not really, you know, progressing because they're on the Cheeto <laughs> thing. But tomorrow's a new day, right? This, we can go to lunch after and we could eat all the keto we want, right? Today's a new day. Why don't we start fresh, right? The strength that God gives us inside of life, looking for the secrets. Paul gave us the secrets. It's found in chapter 4, verse 13. This should be the mantra of our life. We can make this the what? We can make this the theme of our life. And I want to say it as a church. And right now when you say it, I believe that God's going to knock down weights off some of you. I believe right now that God's going to do supernatural work in some of you right now in your heart. I believe some of you, you feel like you're not going to make it. But right now as you say these words and you declare them by faith, God's going to do something supernatural in your life. I want you to say these words. Paul said these words. The secret to contentment. Say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. One more time. Say, I can do. All things through Christ who strengthens me. Let's give God glory. Let's give him praise in this place right now. Hallelujah. Glory, glory to your name alone, God. To your name alone, God. Oh, Jesus, right now to your name alone, God. Right now some of you in your life, you're looking at your life, you're like, I can't make it to the finish line. But today... On, on September 22nd, you want to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Tomorrow on September 23rd, you're going to be in that place. You're back at work. But you got to say, I can do all things 
through Christ who strengthens me. Then the next day say, I can do all things. The next day I can do all things through your name, God. Through your name, I can do all things. Through your name, God, I can do all things. Through your name, I will declare. I will get my Bible. I will say, I can do all things, God. Through your name, God, I can do all things. Through your name, O oh Lord, I can do all things. Through your name, God, I can do I can do, I can do, I can do the last step right into heaven. I can do all things because of you, Lord. Because of you, Lord. And that's how we step into our destiny. By saying, I can do all things through you who gives me the strength. The Bible says even youths grow tired and weary. Young adults take naps too. But the Bible says, use grow time weary, but those who wait upon the Lord that trust in God, that say, God, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to be a servant, God. The Bible says that they will mount up with wings like eagles. Some of you need to stretch your hands out like you're an eagle and start soaring to your destiny that God has for your life. You'll mount up with wings like eagles. You will run and not grow weary. You will walk and not be faint. Why? Because that's the God that we serve who gives strength to those who are weak, who gives strength to those who are tired. You might say, Pastor Danny, I am weak right now. I'm tired right now. I feel like giving up right now. The Bible says, let the weak say I am strong. Let the weak say I am strong. Declare it. Believe it. Receive it. It's the word of God and it's truth. That's the God that you and I serve. Supernatural working God. I'm not talking about the power of positive thinking. No, this is supernatural. This is God-given. This is truth that changes and transforms lives. If we could have the worship team make their way up here this morning. The next blessing is the blessing of every need met. God's going to meet every need inside of our life. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 says, and my God shall supply all of your needs. Not some of them. The Bible says he's going to supply every single one of them. Every single need, God is going to take care of it. He's going to provide for it. No need to fear. No need to fret. No need to worry. We walk by faith. God's going to supply every one of those needs. The Bible says in Isaiah 41 verse 10, it says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I am your God. Dismayed is a term that you could kind of liken to a boxer who's been hit and is dazed and about to fall down, confused, almost knocked out. That's... What being dismayed is, God says, don't be dismayed. He says, I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's the God that we serve. He's holding, some of you, he's holding you right now. He's holding you up. Why? Because you need his strength. He's right there behind you. He's right there right behind you. He's holding you up. You feel like you can't go on. He's holding you up. He's right there with you. Supplying every one of your needs. 
Single mother, he's right there holding you up. Single father, he's right there seeing you through. He's right there with you. When you feel lonely, he's right there. He's holding you. He's close to the brokenhearted. Those who are lost right now, the Bible says he's upholding you. He's with you. He's going to see you through. It's a promise to us. The blessing of meeting every one of our needs. The last blessing that sometimes we can overlook. We talk about it, but we can overlook it at times. Is the blessing of a heavenly home. That's promised to every child of God as, as believers, as Christians. And this really hits home this last week with Pastor Macario's wife, Sister Kathy. On Thursday, Sister Kathy's son, Arturo, he went on his Facebook and he just started talking about his mom, how great of an example she was to him. And he said, Mom, I'm, I'm happy now because you're going to be with Leslie, her daughter. But today in heaven, right now, Leslie and Sister Kathy are reunited. That's the hope that you and I have inside of our life that this is not it. Every single one of us here today, someday it's going to be our last day. Someday it's going to be our final day. But the hope that you and I have is that on that day, when we step into the new realm, the heavenly realm, Paul talks about God giving us an incorruptible body. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51, it says, Behold, I tell you in mystery, we will not all sleep, but we will be changed in a moment in twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. I mean, we're gonna, our bodies, we're going to have new bodies. How many of us want a new body? And we have a new body. No more achy, no more, you know, achy. I have a bad knee. My knee hurts me sometimes. When I get to heaven, that knee is going to be completely healed. Praise God. I'm declaring it's healed right now because I don't feel no pain in it. Thank you, Jesus. When we get to heaven, man, no more sin. No more sickness. No more disease. No more darkness in that place of worshiping God and, and praising the Lord, perpetually worshiping God in that place of perfect peace and strength. The Bible goes on to say in the book of John chapter 14 verse 2, Jesus says these words, he goes, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I want to stop there. How many of us know that Christ came to testify to the truth? He is the essence of truth. He is truth. The Bible says he's the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, in the book of John, it talks about Jesus saying, truly I say to you, truly I say to you. There's sometimes we say, truly, very truly I say to you. God doesn't lie. Christ does not lie. He does not mislead us. He does not get our hopes up to let them be dashed down. That's not the God that you and I serve. But look what he says. He goes, I go to prepare a place for you. He says, if it were not so, I wouldn't have told you. He says, I'm not going to get your hopes up. But he goes on to say, if I go to prepare a place for you, I 
will come again and receive you to myself that where I am there you may also be that's awesome someday Danny myself is gonna be my final day I'm gonna bring my final breath and then I'm gonna step into a different realm heavenly realm and I'm gonna enter into what the pearly gates and there's gonna be a mansion up there for me I'm gonna be up there I'm looking at my mansion I'm gonna be up there going praising the Lord I'm gonna be reunited with with believers who went and, and they're already in heaven they're right there they're cheering me on one of them is my uncle Michael who here in this church he was mentally handicapped but every service he raised his hand and said I want Jesus in my life every service every service he wanted to give Jesus he wanted Christ in like every single service I know when he's up there right now, he's watching. I know I'm going to be caught up. I'm going to be reunited with my Uncle Michael. I'm going to be reunited with my, my friend Arturo. I'm going to be reunited with all kinds of people that what? That preceded me. Preceded me. Oh, man, that's some good news. I thought some of you would be more excited right now. Man, that's some glorious news. Like, praise God. That's good. Sadly. Some people get more excited about a Popeye's chicken sandwich than they do about being in heaven for eternity. We have to evaluate our hearts. Do we believe in what we believe? Do we know that his word is truth? Do we know that this is the truth that he goes to prepare a place? Right now he's preparing a place for me, for you. That's the God that we serve. That's the God that we serve. Oh man, that's exciting. Blessing, 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 blessing upon blessing, upon blessing, upon blessing, upon blessing, upon blessing. If we could all stand here in this place with every head bowed and every eye closed in reverence to God, and you want that blessing, you say, I want my name in heaven. You want God to forgive you of all your sins. The Bible says that we've all sinned, every single one of us. The person you're sitting next to, those who are sitting in front of you, behind you, all of us here today, we're all sinners. We all need a savior. His name is Jesus Christ. The Bible says that for you and I to inherit eternal life, we must be born again. We must repent of our sins, saying, you know what? God, I need forgiveness of my sins. I will trust in you with all my heart. And the Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you'll be saved. Today is an awesome day. Why? Because you have the opportunity to accept Jesus in your life. And you're here today with every head bowed, every head closed. No one looking around. But you say, you know what? I want to accept Jesus. I want my sins forgiven. I want to enter the family of God. Raise your hand up right now. Just raise it up. Say, yes, I want Christ in my life. I want Jesus. Raise your hand up today. Say, I want Christ. I want Jesus in my life. I want my sins forgiven. Raise your hand up today. Young man, young woman, say, I want a new start. I want Christ. Amen. Raise your hand up high. Raise it up. Say, I want Christ in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Loving you, Lord. Giving you praise. Giving you glory. Giving you honor. Giving you all the worship. Loving you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. This morning, changing the order of the service. 
believer, Christian, stepping into the blessings of God is something we do by faith. And maybe you're here today. And maybe as we were saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There was something that was taking place in your life. But maybe you're here today and you say, you know what, man, but I get hit. I go home, I get hit. I go to my work, I get hit. I go to, to this, my school, I get hit. I'm here to tell you that today God wants to give you a supernatural strength like you've never had before. Like you've never had before. But the way it's activated is through your faith. It's through your faith. And today as we come up to this altar, you know a lot of people go, oh the altar is just a place where people kind of go and they pray. You know, it's not just a place where people come and pray. It's a place where you and I declare our faith. It's where we declare our faith. And when you and I declare our faith, it changes our life. It transforms our life this morning. How many of you want God to do something supernatural inside of your life this morning? Amen. So this morning today, if you want God to do that supernatural work, I believe it's connected to your faith because the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen. So this morning, I challenge you, I encourage you to come up to this altar and say, God, give me a strength. Lord, give me a faith. And I want you to stand at this altar. We're going to do a special prayer. But right now, today, at the count of three, I want you to come here. Let's do it. One, two, three. Come up here today. We're going to go and pray. Thank you, Lord.